Welcome to the K-hole. People are dying. I'm Taylor. And I'm Ashley. Oh my god, you totally remembered this week without me reminding you. I did. That is incredible. All right, setting a new precedent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Making strides here at the K-hole A. So this this is kind of a big episode. A lot has happened. Um, this is season 11, episode four, four, and it's called all grown up. I love that. I um, feel before like before we get to that, no, go ahead. I feel like the names of the episodes of this show are like interchangeable with any generic TV drama. These could be the titles of episodes on the good wife. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. This is a CBS drama. Yes. Aired at... <laughs> 9 p.m. every Tuesday night. Yes. That's that's how people should really think of it. I love that. So before we get into the episode, um, I heard a few things uh, may or may not have gone down in the Kardashian clan in the last week or so. Um, Ashley, what updates do you have for us? Wow. Where do we even begin? I mean, first of all, Kim posted a selfie of her pregnant belly saying, ready when you are, and then apparently gave birth the next morning. Um, she had a boy. Mom and baby are doing good. She delivered three weeks early. And then her and Kanye apparently just didn't have a name for the baby that is what several news outlets were reporting so yeah i so um i think it was i was listening to the i believe the breakfast club i think they said that they actually tried to leave the hospital without naming the child which you can't do you can't do that as they found out, because hospital staff was like, nope, you can't leave until you give your baby a name. Which seems like, a, like, on the one hand, I didn't necessarily know that you're not allowed to leave a hospital without naming your baby. But on the other hand, who would ever leave a hospital without naming their baby? I feel like no? the real risk is that, like, someone just wouldn't name their baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But listen, we live in America, and that is our prerogative. That's a new word that I am starting to use in my everyday life because of this episode. I love of it. Keeping up with the Kardashians. I yeah, love thank it. you. Thank um, you, Caitlyn Jenner. But let's talk about this name. I want to set a scene for you guys. It's it's Monday, Tuesday. It's Monday. It is Monday. I'm at work, and I have been frantically refreshing my Google search: Kim Kardashian baby all day and I go to the bathroom (laughs) and I'm peeing and I'm looking at my phone as one always does when they pee and I see that E! Online has posted this clickbaity ass tweet that says you'll never guess what Kim and Kanye named their baby and there is a 50% chance when you click something like that that it's just gonna say JK, they didn't name it this, or, like, whatever. It's a clickbait headline. (laughs) And then the link is not working. And I'm trying to refresh, and when I go to refresh, I see the name St. West in the URL. And that's the... Oh, my God. Just, like, this piece washes over (laughs) me, because that name is perfect. (laughs) Um, I just want to point out that the real twist in that story was the fact that you kept refreshing your google search for kim kardashian baby instead of just setting up a google alert that's really what i should have done 
Yeah, I really just want to call you out on that. And I just want you from this point forward to live your best life. Love yourself. Save your yourself the energy of con- like constantly pressing command R. Set up a Google alert. You're so right. This is what yeah. you're in my life for. Exactly. Um. I, this is why I'm in everyone's lives. <laughs> to remind them to set up Google alerts. Yep. Um, that was going to be our only news, but Kim has been tweeting up a storm since yes, she, she had has. this baby. She uh, was just casually watching some TV, saw a touching story about a girl who is donating shoes to charity, and then Kim decided to donate a thousand what I assume are Yeezys to this No, cause. actually... I was reading TMZ about this, reading TMZ about this. I was reading about this on TMZ, mm-hmm. um, and they're actually going to be a bunch of Adidas and um, Kardashian collection shoes. Oh. No Yeezys. I guess that makes sense, since those are in limited quantity. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if they just gave out a thousand pairs of Yeezys? I don't know if there are that many pairs right now. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I want to return really briefly mm-hmm. to the name Saint West. Yes, we haven't spent enough time on it. Yeah, we really, we really glossed over that. Um, first of all, if you just like type the names Northwest and Saint West next to each other, like they just look like yes, incredible. Yes, like they, it just like they just like like can you capture like. I feel like writing their name down just captures, like, the whole aesthetic of this family in 2015. Like, I see those names, and, like, I get it. I'm like, I see what direction you're headed in. Truly. You know? Truly. They look so beautiful next to each other. Oh, I love it. I cannot wait to see a picture of that baby. When do you think we're going to get one? Who knows? It took a long-ass time to get a picture of North. I think we're all forgetting that. Um, It took so long. But the other thing is, like, no one in her family seems to care right now. Kylie was in Miami at Art Basel and just, like, didn't come back to see the baby. Did you hear about that woman who got stabbed at Art Basel? Yes, I did. Is it Basel? I think it's Basel. Basil? Art Basil. Art, I think it's Basil. Basil. <laughs> Fucking cares. Yeah, some... Okay, for those of you who don't know this, some rando hoe got <laughs> stabbed by another rando hoe at Art Basil, and people thought it was a piece meant to be admired, so no one helped the poor bitch, and then finally she got a hold of the cops... And they show up, and people still thought that it was, like, some, like, performance art piece. Oh, my God. Have you seen the pictures of her? I have. It's horrifying. (laughs) She was stabbed with an X-Acto knife. It's my worst nightmare. That's, like, just so terrible. Postmodernism gone way too far. Way too far. And then I guess they, they talked to the woman who stabbed her. And she, I don't know what her reasoning was, but, like, so, for some reason she, like, said, I have to kill two people today. And, like, they arrested her. Um, so, shout out to the girl who got stabbed at Art, Art Basel. Yes. Um, hope you're doing okay. Yes. I wonder <laughs> if Kylie was there. I wonder, I wonder if she's the one who told the girl to go stab people. <laughs> 
Do you think that's something Kylie does? She just tells one person that per day and she sees who's going to follow through. Maybe. Maybe she'll stop doing that. Now she's like, I bet you she like told that woman, like, hey, go stab two people. And the woman did it and she was like, holy shit, I have too much power. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That is probably where Kylie's at right now. <laughs> um, um, but literally so I, no one has posted about that goddamn baby. Yeah. And we were worried for a minute. I was like, why isn't anyone talking about the baby why isn't anyone visiting him why don't we have a name like what happened is everything okay um the only so- people who have given statements are candace kane and jonathan Cheban. <laughs> no disrespect to candace no disrespect to candace all disrespect to jonathan all disrespect to Jonathan. Literally, you could like pull together all of the disrespect that I have in my body, and still <laughs> I would like pull more from other people just to give that to Jonathan Cheban. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, um, moving so, right along though, Kim's other tweet this week is she is selling a bunch of her clothes on eBay once again. If you guys don't know, the Kardashians periodically set up quote unquote charity eBay auctions. Um, <laughs> here is the caveat. Where does money go? Who knows? Well, here's the caveat about that. So eBay's kind of community guidelines for charity auctions um, indicate that only 10% of the funds raised have to go to charity. Who conveniently has a charity set up? Kris Jenner. She has a church that meets in a Four Seasons banquet room. I am not joking. This is a this real is a thing. Joke. You can this find so it. Real. It is tax thing, exempt. Like, we, we talk about how powerful and frightening Kris Jenner is almost every week. And maybe if you've been listening, you're like, Listen, I don't get it. She's not that powerful. Why should we be afraid of Kris Jenner? This is why. The bitch has a church that meets in the banquet room of a Four Seasons hotel (laughs) that she set up just to save all of her pennies from these eBay charity auctions. That is some crazy shit. People attend her church. I bet you there are people out there who want to go to Kris Jenner's church. Honestly, I kind of want to go. I would join that cult. Um, if, if you guys will remember, this is basically how Scientology started. Yep. Yep. 100%. <laughs> um, so look forward. I can't wait to see. Yeah, I can't wait for that HBO documentary. <laughs> look forward to our forthcoming um, based on a true story limited series coming out in 2030 <laughs> <laughs> I really I think we should make like a a fake documentary about Chris's church like set in like 2045 where we talk about the rise of Chris generology or you, something like that or is it what is her last name now is she still going it's to still Jenner it is still Jenner I have no idea what her maiden name is. That's a really good question. Luckily, it's uh, 2015, and I can just Google that for us. Google it for us. I want to remind you that we actually worked out a pitch at one point called Momager. We did. Do you want to explain that to people? Wait, side note, Chris's uh, maiden name is Huffton. What? That was not what I was expecting at all. At all. Isn't At her, all. her real name Kristen? 
Uh, yes, it's Kristen Mary Houghton. Is Kylie's middle name Kristen? I have no idea. I think that's it a good be. question. Oh, it, no, it is. It's Kylie Kristen Jenner. Oh my god. And they chose the most unflattering picture for her Wikipedia page. Interesting. Okay. Um, anyways, pl- explain Momager. Momager is the Chris Jenner story meets um, Paul Thomas Anderson's The Master. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the pitch right there. <laughs> That's the pitch. Um, so basically, the, the concept, uh, if you don't understand those references, um, we follow Chris around with cameras oh wait no is this the, the this was we've the, had a lot of ideas this was the fictional this, one okay got it is this what were we gonna call the lisa bonet thing <laughs> <laughs> so we had this other idea about a momager um that was gonna be about lisa bonet and <laughs> confuse these two <laughs> yeah so it's this this is like really awful no one has any idea what we're talking about right now um but so the lisa bonet thing we follow lisa bonet as she fixes chris pine's career pulls in a sense a chris jenner pulls chris pine out of the gutter <laughs> from which he has been retrieving all of these scripts that he agrees to <laughs> and just like fixes his life here's the thing about chris pine that you guys need to understand okay chris pine was in star trek which is one of the biggest movies of like the last few years okay he should have been a household name after star trek mm-hmm. instead people are still confusing him with james marsden <laughs> okay. that was that was savage <laughs> but it's Chris, true i'm sorry i love you i think you are worth so much more he should be on on the marvel chris plane and he yep. is not he signed yeah. on to a dc movie he is tanking really his own career lisa bonet please help him <laughs> anyway so that was the other idea um Mon- momager was just a fictional um look at chris jenner's church that meets in the banquet room of the four seasons hotel you can't say chris jenner's church without mentioning where they meet i really believe that it really sets it really sets the scene and i think we also have to add that she poached the preacher the pastor from a starbucks yeah where he was a barista okay i have an idea for a fun game we could play yeah i'm ready okay and this could just be something we do every once in a while but i really feel like we should take important moments in chris jenner's life and play a game called how did chris make this about herself (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah OJ Simpson's car chase. How did Chris make this about herself? Um, yeah, no, I think I think this is a great idea. I think we should run with this. How do you think Chris Jenner made that car chase about herself? Oh God! You know what she <laughs> she woke up her oldest. She woke up Courtney from a dead sleep, and she was like, "My best friend's husband." <laughs> 
It's being chased by the police. And I'm just beside myself. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I mean, I mean, do you do you know what I mean, Courtney? And it's 1994. Courtney already has an iPhone. She's in bed. She's checking Twitter. There's nothing because literally no one else is on Twitter yet. It's 1994. She's just nodding and going, "Uh uh-huh, every 10 seconds, long after Chris has stopped talking. (laughs) When Chris is finished, she locks eyes with Chris and says, I have three kids. (laughs) I have to go to bed. Um, but then, but then the thread that she picks up after the car chase is, I can't believe your father is defending OJ. That is her mantra. And that is how, how that would hurt me. She keeps recentering it on herself. There you Um, go. And that was, how would Chris (laughs) make this about herself? We should also mention that, um, Selma Blair is playing Chris Jenner in the People vs. O.J. Simpson coming to FX <laughs> this spring in the trailer. The first trailer featuring Selma Blair as Chris Jenner has dropped. I love it. You watched it, of course. I did. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so ready. Okay. <laughs> this We are... 17 minutes in and we have not talked about this episode at all (laughs) (laughs) off to a good start so um speaking of this episode i have a quick recap for us literally gonna be 10 seconds probably not um so main conflict in this episode that we have is chris caitlin drama um at some point i'm gonna think of a like cool like catchphrase whenever Chris Caitlin drama comes up but for now it's just just drama um Chris is being petty as hell does not understand why Caitlin would be upset that she was not invited to her children's graduation party the children who she raised who she drove to school you know when they were still in school before Chris took over and was like you don't really have to go to that do you um (laughs) so there's a lot of drama over that they're just really it's just them trying to figure out how to uh get along for the sake of their their two teenage daughters Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. they have a really intense confrontation at Caitlin's home uh it's the first time they meet it's the first time they meet, but not the first time we've seen that confrontation because that was reused footage from uh, from I am Kate. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's reused, but definitely that that same conversation was on on her show. Um, in the background of all this, we have Kim taking over Chris's house as she remodels a custom built home. Yep. I just wanna I wanna drive that home for you guys. No pun intended. She custom built a home and is now remodeling it after living in it for how long? A year. A year. A year. A year. Kim is a multimillionaire who just doesn't want to leave mama's house. And you know what? I can relate to that. It's so Um, funny because she did not live at, at Chris's house, at Chris's house for any of the series up until she got pregnant. She always Listen, had her own place. 
you spend a billion dollars on a wedding and then get divorced two months later and then tell me if you want to be with your mom or not the answer is probably going to be like yeah I'm never going to come out of my room my childhood bedroom that's fair yeah um no honestly it's I think it's like hilarious and absurd but also kind of cute that Kim just like wants to be at her mom's house you know what I mean Kind of. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it is cute, except for the fact that Chris is involved. Yeah, and except for the fact that Kim is the worst house guest of all time. But I'll get also, to that later. Okay, we, we, we do have to, to get to the C-plot. We do. Um, or it will C, C and D. There's a, there are a lot of little, little plots here. Mm-hmm. Um, a more serious storyline is Chloe moving forward with her divorce. Um, and trying to expedite that process and finalize her divorce from Lamar. And then we have Kylie agonizing over inviting her parents to her birthday party, ultimately deciding to say fuck it and inviting Tyga instead. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the episode. Um, How did you feel about it? Um, This was... (sighs) I miss the wackiness that we had that past episode with Chloe's psychics. I feel like we're back in the trenches. And I understand, like, we have to find this stuff out. But, like, there there should be, like, a bigger time gap here. They're talking, like, like the graduation party was last week. And I think there was at least a month between Kylie's graduation party and her birthday. Someday... Some 22-year-old undergrad is going to write their senior thesis on timelessness and keeping up with the Kardashians. And it's going to be about the fact that there is no such thing as time on this show. There is no timeline. (laughs) Time does not pass. It does not stop. It just doesn't exist. Because that's really what you have to buy into to believe all of the weird timelines that are going on in this episode. I mean, time is time is a human construction, and they're just deconstructing it. Exactly. And the Kardashians are far from human. They are superhuman, which means they don't need time. But I just thought it was super weird that they were expecting us to, like, believe that Kylie was having that huge-ass birthday party, like, two weeks after their graduation party, when I think really... They were, like, a month at least apart, and I feel like the birthday party came before the graduation party but i'm probably wrong on that i think that i do think that the graduation party came first got it do you remember when that party happened and then there was all of that um drama over someone supposedly doing coke in the background of that video of chloe dancing yes i do remember that oh my god that was 100 percent coke though right i don't remember i don't remember seeing the video I'm pretty sure it was Coke. Um, I also like how in the episode they show Kylie getting the Ferrari from oh, Tyga. Oh, my God. And don't even mention that that Ferrari probably belonged to Black China. I mean, that Ferrari probably has Kylie's name on the lease. Let's get that out there. <laughs> and she acts so fake surprised. Listen, she cannot Tyga sell that surprise. The- Tyga bought the Ferrari for her. He just used her credit card. That's it. (laughs) That sounds about right. 
Yeah, I really do like because we we haven't mentioned this on the podcast. Tyga is in like half a million dollars to various people, including the federal government and several landlords. And he also allegedly stole some necklaces from a jeweler. And I think they went to court and he like has to pay restitution. Yeah. Tyga is really, really, he really needs to get his life together is what it is. Really needs to get his life together. Needs to stop dating children. Yes. He needs first to stop <laughs> preying upon children. Mm-hmm. Needs to stop stealing things. He's famous. You can't steal when you're famous. Why would you even feel the need to steal while famous? You literally get everything for free. I mean, why didn't he learn from Winona Ryder, the most famous case study in celebrity shoplifting? Do all of your shoplifting before you're famous. That's my advice to everyone out there. Winona sacrificed her career so other celebrities could learn from her mistakes. Exactly. Glory be to Winona Winona (laughs) Ryder. But yeah, this episode was like heavier than the last one. I missed the hijinks. The episode, as always, was all over the place. I just feel like they really have too many plots going on in each episode. Like they're trying to give too much airtime to everyone. Um, Well, because there is a lot happening in the family. There totally is, but I feel like they could deal with these issues, like, maybe, you know, on a rotation. That's true. Or something, as opposed to trying to give you a little bit in each episode. Because I just, there's so much happening in every episode this season that it's like, I'm getting to the point where, like, I'll watch it and I'll be like, I can't even summarize this to you because literally 50 billion things happened. That's true. That is true. But the Chris and Caitlin drama is going to be the lifeblood that sustains probably the rest of the series because Chris can't let go of literally anything. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say that Kim's pregnancy and the birth of her child is going to be the lifeblood of the season. Chris and Caitlin's drama is going to be the lifeblood of Chris's ability to still remain relevant to this show. (laughs) That's where I'm at with that. Uh, You are probably right. You are probably right. (laughs) Um, So this episode... We had a couple of appearances from the West family. We did. Do you do you care to elaborate? No, I don't care. No, I do. Um, <laughs> moving on then. Moving right <laughs> along. Um, so we get a brief glimpse of Northwest at Courtney's house where she is posted up, hanging with her cousins, just trying to get some attention in this world. Um, and then... I did not see this until the second time I watched the episode, but there is a very brief but pointed shot of Kanye at Kylie's birthday party. Amazing. He's wearing jeans and a a button-down white shirt with some short sleeves. If you know what outfit I am talking about, you can identify it in that video. (laughs) Wait, oh my god. We didn't even talk about the most important thing about St. West. What? He's a Sagittarius. Yes! Oh my god, I can't believe we forgot. Can we can we backtrack and talk about that for a minute? Can you explain <laughs> to all of us what exactly being a Sagittarius means for St. West? 
Um, St. West is going to be a goddamn wild card. I am telling you. There are no Sagittarius in that family. I don't know how many fire signs there are. Not a ton right now. Um, What do you mean when you say fire sign? Well, those are the... Every sign is one of the four cardinal elements. So there are water signs, air signs, earth signs, and fire signs. Is that just like a random like classification? I really know nothing about astrology. Um, I really, <laughs> I don't know. I thought I was an Aries up until like two months ago. Are when you I think sh- you are you sure you're not an Aries? Me, I'm positive. I'm a I'm a Pisces. Are you? Sh- we should revisit this. <laughs> um, no, but fire signs are. Um, I don't know if I know enough to really give you a good explanation. We're definitely going to do an upcoming episode on Kardashian astrology with our friend Nick, um, who can give you all of the answers to all of your questions. But essentially, Sagittarians are like, quote unquote, free spirited, um, known for being kind of blunt, not really giving a fuck, um, known for being just kind of doing their own doing their own thing um and it's gonna be interesting to see um how saint west shakes up the family i have not done his full birth chart yet i am going to do that since i just realized i should do that um the big thing was had he been born as early as north had been born um because north was six weeks early he would have been a scorpio scorpios Mm -hmm. are Actually, Chris and Caitlin are both Scorpios. I think that's really evident when you see their conflict in this episode because Sagittarians, not Sagittarians, Scorpios are really stubborn, really passionate, and really jealous. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. And had St. West been born um, on Christmas Day, as was his original due date, he would have been a Capricorn and he would have been so boring. So. Okay, so Chris Jenner is obviously not afraid to pick favorites. <laughs> we know that Kim is her favorite child. Mm-hmm. We know that Mason, P, and Rain are not her favorite grandchildren. <laughs> Up until a few days ago, we knew North was her favorite grandchild. But now there are two Kimye babies. Yep. My question to you. Who's going to be Chris's favorite grandkid and why? Oh, my God. Where to even begin? Um, you know, North has an established brand that Chris can bank on. Um, and I think that there is an established, like, interest in North as a celebrity baby. Um, people are really but into... Let's, let's be fair here. Mm-hmm. North has had... A couple of years to build that brand. Mm-hmm. Saint is like a week old. Not not even you know? yet. Yeah. Not no, even. No, I know what you're saying, but I think that um, it's not going to be a fair fight until Saint can establish his brand, you know? Because Kanye, yes. right out the gate, is not going to let Chris exploit this child. She's going to have to put in the work and erode Kanye's sensibility. And then she's going to be able 
to put up those Instagram pics, to give those little, you know, 10 second interviews to TMZ and drop, you know, name drop her grandchildren. Yes. There you go. Let's revisit this conversation in six months. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess that that concludes Westwatch. <laughs> Um, at some point, we do need to get, like, some theme music for these segments. We do. We do. I think that'd be great. Um, in this episode, some I have some bad news. There were no looks. There were, however, plenty of anti-looks. And uh, Ashley is here. I don't know what Ashley's pick is. I mean, I do, but she hasn't told me. I'm just, I'm making a very educated guess. Um, but I just, I wanted to be surprised. What was your, actually, first of all, let's, let's explain what an anti-look is. An anti-look is a look gone awry. Um, the effort was put in and it did not achieve. It failed. It eroded, um the fashion authority of the wearer it's it's negative i think think it goes so far beyond failure so as to actually be an embarrassment yes like when you stand at like the opposite end of the basketball court with your back to the hoop and you're like, watch, I'll make this. And you throw it, and then it just falls down and hits you on the head. Yes. Like, that type of embarrassment. And, like, someone's there and, like, filmed it, and it's on Vine, and you end up on Jimmy Kimmel. That's so true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so there were, there were some anti-looks. There um, were. What was your anti-look for this episode? My anti-look was... Chris at Kylie's house wearing the lace, the black lace blouse with the frilly Edwardian Elizabethan collar and like cuffs. I don't know if that's yes, yes, yes. such an anti look. Awful, that was so terrible. Literally, I, the worst thing I've seen her wear in years. Listen, here's the thing. Her son-in-law is Kanye West. She has his number. She could very easily text his assistant or someone before going out of the house. And it would literally take the assistant two seconds to say, there's no way Kanye would ever let you wear that. Yep. And it would save Chris so much trouble. I don't know. Um, my anti-look for this episode, though, was another Chris look, and it was her wearing sunglasses in Courtney's home. <laughs> it's just so weird. So weird. And then there was that, like, strange moment when Kim was like, why are you wearing sunglasses? And Chris goes, too lazy to take them off. And Kim says, do you want me to take them off for you? And she says... No, it was weird. It was just weird, strange. I wasn't into it. Runner up to that, though, for me, mm-hmm. was Caitlin gifting her daughter yes. a pair of underwear with her face on them. Kylie's reaction was so perfect because she was like, I can't wear these. It's weird that you gave them to me, but I can't let you give these to anyone else. Yep, yep. 
for once in my life, Kylie said everything that I wanted her to say <laughs> in that moment. You'll never hear me say that again unless they show her dumping Tyga's ugly ass. Yes. But in this episode, she really, she hit the mark on that one. Yes. I also, going back to um, your first anti-look, I want to point out that Chris pulls that weird shit in Courtney's house in the midst of complaining about Kim as a house guest. And I want to point out... You are so right! ...that Chris's complaints are really hard to justify when you remember that her granddaughter is living in that house. Chris is, like, complaining about, like, not being able to make noise because her granddaughter is living in her house. You are so right. You know what? I take it back. Kim is not the worst house guest of all time. Chris is. Because Chris consistently walks up into Courtney's home and disrespects the home. Yes. Yes. I also want to take back a gift. <laughs> Try saying rude shit about the things Courtney eats. Wearing sunglasses inside. Ignoring her disick grandchildren. <laughs> Straight up rude. Yep. But let's also look back at that scene because there is a prime Chris and Kim moment. They are in top form, working together, sitting way too close on that couch, posed up in the same (laughs) pose, judging Courtney for her life choices. This is what they do best as a team. And it's nice to see them working together again. Okay, honestly, watching that scene, my thought process process was first, why the hell is this bitch wearing sunglasses? Then I was like, oh my god, why is she trying so hard to seem blasé? Then I was like, why are she and Kim sitting so close to each other? It's so weird. Wasn't she just complaining about how much she didn't want Kim in her space? Hmm. Right? Listen, Chris... Pick a plot, pick a narrative, and stick to it. Don't tell us you don't want Kim all up in your business, all up in your space, and then sit right up her butt cheeks. Like, pick a side. Either you want Chris, or you want Kim around, or you don't. Um, in this episode, we also had some special guest appearances. From our favorite Keeping Up with the Kardashian men, <laughs> Corey Gamble, Jonathan Cheban. I want to read you some of my notes. They're together in that from, scene, aren't they? Yeah, in in one scene, it's like Ryan Seacrest was listening to K. Hole and was like, "I know what these girls want." Um, there. I mean, okay, listen. Here's the thing. Chris is so annoying in how badly she wants to remain relevant to the show. And yet, every episode, she's the one I want to talk about. I gotta be honest. That's true. Everything she does is just so ridiculous. Including hiring Jonathan and Corey to show up for filming to kiss her ass on camera. But let's let's also remember, there is no one else that can carry a main storyline right now. Chloe's going through her divorce. She's being very low-key about it. Courtney's going through a breakup with Scott, being very low-key about it. Kim's being a little more low-key with her pregnancy. Kendall has checked the fuck out. Kylie is still underage up until this episode. Who that else could so carry real. this? Jonathan Cheban. Yes. 
That is why Chris <laughs> called in reinforcements. So I want to I want to read you something from my notes. Um, I typed. This is about Jonathan. I typed up only person Jonathan sucks up to more than Kim is Chris in this episode. But when I typed Chris, I typed Krim the first time, K R I M, and I realized that subconsciously. It's because I knew that Chris wants to be Kim. And that's when I just, I had this revelation. I experienced this revelation. Krim is Chris's Kim-inspired alter ego. Krim has a YouTube channel called Krim Baby XOXO. And on this YouTube channel, Krim posts tutorial after tutorial on how to achieve the Kim Kardashian look. <laughs> she has done it all. She teaches you how to slap on that cream foundation, two shades lighter than your skin, the cream foundation, two shades darker. <clears throat> how to use that cream foundation that is the same color as your neck to blend it all together. She has shown us how to perfect the smoky eye. She has shown us how to wear monochrome outfits. Crim Baby XOXO has 20 followers on YouTube. <laughs> Are you one of them? I am three of them. I created three different accounts to follow Crim on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, why not? You know, help her out. Yeah, right? She's um, struggling. So keep an eye out for her app called Crim. <laughs> oh, I forgot. It, she'll just share... She'll just share the different picture she's taking of Kim that day. <laughs> I did forget that Courtney's app finally launched today <laughs> or yesterday. Yes. Did you see? Um, did you see Kim's post about it? Oh, like on what social media platform? Twitter. Oh, maybe I didn't see that one. Um, I think it, it. Let me pull it up for you. It was really funny. It was like prime kim very obvious she posted it and not one of the interns um which has been the case recently i feel like she's a little bored um let me i need to find this because it was like i died because it read like something that my sister would write about me if i'm being honest here we go (laughs) oh no it's different than i remembered it oh no all that hype for some reason i read it as like Courtney is always telling me what to do, so now I can get her go to her app to get it. But it says, like, Courtney is my go-to for all advice, so now I can go to her app and get it. Oh, I do That's way that. less funny than I, than I remembered it. What a bummer. There's an alternate universe where that is what Kim wrote on that tweet. Honestly, that's probably what Kim did write, and then the intern was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> No, Kim, no. Kim has to get it approved before it goes to to post. Do you think in order to distract her, the interns are like, do you, do you smell beignets? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. I hope that that's what they do. I also love this tweet from Kim. I'm up breastfeeding and watching the show on Dish Nation. This is the pair tweet. But the fact that she's, like, telling everyone, I'm awake breastfeeding and watching Dish Nation. That's just so Kim. She wrote that tweet. I love tweets that she wrote. It's so Kim's Twitter circa 2011. Yeah. 
I love it. Beautiful. I really, I kind of wish we could go back to that. That was such such an era, and I really wish I'd been following Kim during it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, she was just so weird on Twitter. I know. She was just so bored, and I loved it. You know. Um, so I want to talk. I want to talk about Jonathan Cheban some yes. more. Why is he in this episode? He he didn't get the memo that everyone was wearing their Yeezys and it caught him off guard. And he has to tell everyone and really specifically tell the viewers at home that Kanye didn't forget him. Jonathan has a pair of Yeezys. He's not wearing them now. And Chris didn't give him the memo. And maybe the reason he is not he is appearing on the show is specifically because Chris didn't give him the the memo. So she has something to lord over someone. There you go. Um, I also want to point out that Corey Gamble does not know how to deliver any of his lines. (laughs) Just mumbling. Mumbling the whole time and not taking Chris's side. He is on notice. He has two weeks to get his act up. If he is not hitting 55% of those lines... He's out. He's gone. Chris is going to hire a new fake boyfriend. Wild. Oh, that, just, that whole, like, string of scenes in Chris's home felt so surreal. Like, I felt like I was watching, like, you know that, that movie? I think it might be a Bergman movie where the people get together for a birthday party for the patriarch and they just, like, start eating and just, like, keep eating and it's so, like, gross and weird. No, I haven't seen that. Okay, well, it's, it's, that's, like, not the whole movie. That's just the part of it that I remember. <laughs> but it's, like, weird, and it made me feel weird watching it. That's how I felt watching these scenes, because it was just so strange and so hobbled together. Chris was talking about boundaries and complaining about the fact that Kim had none. Granted, Kim did set up an entire pure bar studio in Chris's <laughs> foyer, but keep in mind that just a f- like a few weeks ago, we were witnessing Chris ask Courtney to return a gift because she decided she wanted to use the piano. Oh my god, remember that episode? And then she like expected Kim to show up to these piano lessons that Chris booked for herself because she wanted Someone to do what Kim was doing? Chris, this, that episode. Someone show that episode to Chris and ask her, where did that narrative thread go? What is going on with your characterization? What is motivating you? How do you feel? Write it on a note card. Write it on a cue card. Have Ryan Seacrest follow her around holding that cue card so that Chris can remember whether or not she is pro Kim. Sorry, whether or not she is pro living inside of Kim's butt cheeks. That's that's what it, what it, I figured it out. Left butt cheek is Jonathan Cheban. Right butt cheek is Chris Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> that's why she calls them the twins. That answers so many questions. But another question yeah. I have is why is Kim doing pure bar right at the front door? There are so many rooms in that fucking house. I I really yes. I want to revisit this because this is going to be relevant later. 
Um, but I have a lot of thoughts on this pure bar situation. I also have a lot of thoughts on Chris telling Kylie to let the grown-ups handle it. Um, re Chris Caitlin drama. Yes. It is hilarious because since when has Chris cared about Kylie acting her age? Kylie <laughs> owns a home, <laughs> dates a grown man with a child, does not keep her mom informed on whether or not she is graduating high school. And as far as Chris is concerned, Kylie is a college graduate. Since when do you care about Kylie not having to be an adult? She's been an adult for like 40 years. <laughs> Look at her face. Look at her face, Chris. Just for once, would you stop looking at Kim and look at Kylie's face and look at what you have done to her? Crazy. Um, another crazy thing that Chris says at Kylie's birthday dinner, she goes, who is an hour late? And I wrote underneath that, several of you, always. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> They're always late to shit. They're all famous. None of them have clocks. <laughs> yeah, wild. Um, what did you think of that conversation that Chris and Caitlin had uh, over the phone while Chris was in her car. Over the phone. I can't. There's so much that happens in this episode. I was like flipping know, through right? my notes and I was like, what in the goddamn world? Because there are like three scenes that are built up to being like the big Chris Caitlin scene. One is the phone call. One is the confrontation at the house. One is the party. There's so much that happens between all of those episodes, those scenes. There's also the moment when Chris asked Kim if she knows what cohesively means. <laughs> and Kim is like, yeah, Wait, I do. let's stay with that for a second because that is the scene where Corey Gamble is mumbling like your seventh grade boyfriend that you brought to dinner with your parents and your dad is grilling him and he is just mumbling. You cannot understand a goddamn word he is mumbling saying. Mumbling through his braces and skater boy fringe. Yes. But if yeah. you listen closely and you decipher what Corey Gamble is saying, he is if you on, on close captioning. <laughs> he is on Kim's side. Chris is like, what do you mean you want another room? Because at this point, she and Kanye and North have taken over three to four rooms, which I'm sure is like nothing in this huge house where Chris has multiple closets that she wants to preserve for her use alone. Um, and Corey Gamble is like, well, you know, she's having a baby. <laughs> and, then she, and then Corey is like, well, she should just take the red room. <laughs> Corey is behind Kim 100%. Yeah, 100%. And what that tells me is that he didn't read the script for the day. <laughs> he didn't do his he didn't do his homework. He showed up to class without doing the reading. He's that guy everyone hates. His pay is getting um, docked, you know. Exactly. Like I said, he's on notice. He's got 2 weeks. He needs to get that uh that that uh I don't know, that line memorizing rate up. 
He -hmm. needs to just know what he's doing. Um, Yeah, there was just a lot happening in this episode. A lot of it was weird. There was Kendall going off on Kylie about not buying useless things. Kylie obviously wasn't listening. Neither was Kendall, because last I checked on her Instagram, she has a lot of pointless shit. Um... Chris asking Courtney if she missed Scott and Courtney responding in literal gibberish. <laughs> like, l- literally, that sentence did not mean anything. It didn't mean anything. Can you, can um, you give us a, a refresh of what that sentence was? Yeah, so basically, Chris asks Courtney, did you, or do you miss Scott? And Courtney says something to the effect of... I mean, you know, it's hard when, like, and there are just so many things that, you know, would just, it would be so much that, you know, and Kim and Chris both respond like, yeah, (laughs) totally. (laughs) What the fuck? What the hell does that mean? It was crazy. That just tells me that crazy. that is what they do when Courtney starts speaking. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, another thing that I want to bring up about Chris and weird things that she says, we're just all over the place today because this episode was so all over the place. Um, she brought up that Lamar still talks to her. Yeah. Um, Wait. <laughs> And so there's a couple things. First, that flashback to Chloe and Lamar was so hard to, or sorry, not to Chloe and Lamar, to Kim and Chloe talking about Chloe's relationship with Lamar oh, and Kim, yeah. both of them crying. That was so hard to watch. And Chris saying that she really thought that they would go the distance, speaking for America, because I really thought that they were, like, forever. Yes. Oh, my Um, God. But then she says that Lamar must have butt-dialed her when she heard him packing for some trip. She tells the most fake-ass story. How do you... This is, like, really a testament to how old she is. How do you butt-dial on an iPhone? To be fair, I, like, frequently do this because I will, like, have something open on my phone, not lock the screen, and then, like, while holding my phone, do something else. I have never butt-dialed anyone with an iPhone. I just haven't. I've had one for um, going on 60 years now, and I've never done it. I just don't think it's possible. Whatever. Also very strange that Chris is like letting or like telling Chloe that she still talks to Lamar at a family dinner and then showing Chloe the text. And she was really drunk at that dinner. Yeah, she was downing those margaritas. I think there was another tabloid cover this week that included like a little caption that said, um, Chris is a drunk mess. <laughs> That's like something we'll that runs. That and more on the next episode of the K Hole, which actually stands for the Chris Hole, which is what we've fallen into this week. The last couple of weeks. Yeah, we just spent a lot of time talking about her. 
And I think we should move on. We should. It's gotten... It's, we're giving her too much power. I know. We're giving her... And we do We do need to talk about, like, the Caitlyn confrontation, though, because we've kind of glossed over that so far. Yes. That was really intense. So it, it really starts with, like, Chris crying in her kitchen to Kim for, like, kind of no reason. Yeah. That and, is also- Chris, and Kim telling her, you don't have to cry now. As if to say, Mom, wait until later when we have a better scene for you to cry in. I also want to bookmark this convo because that is where Kim casually drops a mention of baby number three. Let's all bookmark this for later. Yes. In my notes, I just want to say I wrote, is Kim going to be one of those people who always says, I only want two babies, three babies, whatever, and then ends up having 18? Could be. Amazing. I mean, Courtney is going to have a thousand kids. Courtney is going to start Mia Farrowing soon. (laughs) Nice. I'm excited for that. Okay. Um, anyway, so, then, so the confrontation. Then we go to the phone call, which is, like, weird and awkward. But Caitlin, like, is really trying to not make it awkward. You know? Mm-hmm. And we see that carry over into Chris's whole thing where, like, Kim has to drive with her to Caitlin's house. And Kim is, like, scarfing a salad and, like, breathing very heavily through her nose as she does. Um, Mm -hmm. and then Chris arrives at Caitlin's house. Caitlin has, like, a little cheese plate out. Um, Caitlin is being, like, really friendly, really, like, I don't know, like, very nice to Chris. And then they sit down for their confrontation. Here are the talking points. Chris is, like, the Vanity Fair article. And Caitlin's like, all of that was true. And Chris is like, that hurt my feelings. And then Caitlin's like, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the fact that you didn't invite me to Kylie's graduation. And then they just kind of hit a stalemate. Yep. Um, I Listen, I will say Caitlin was being very nice. But it did, it, I did get a little bit of the vibe that she was trying to pretend like nothing was happening in the hopes that it would just go away. It was a little bit fake. I feel like the minute Chris walked into Caitlin's house, it was very going to be very obvious what the situation was regarding her feelings. And I don't think Kim or Kim, Caitlin even tried to pretend. I, or, I don't know. She just like kind of tried to ignore it. Yeah. Not that I blame her. Like Chris is very much trying to make her transition all about Chris. Um, but like, you know, Caitlin, like we all know why Chris is upset. You don't have to pretend like everything's fine. We know she's mad. You know, she's mad. Yeah. I feel like the thing is Chris or not Chris, Caitlin. I feel like Caitlin acts as though Caitlin is a totally fresh slate. And this is kind of something that, that, um, Chris alluded to earlier, um, Mm -hmm. is like Caitlin thinks that like everything from her life prior to her transition has been totally resolved and she's like starting anew. And like, that's probably how shit feels for her. You know, because it, it mm-hmm. was probably very hard to live concealing, like, her true gender identity. And it's a huge, a huge thing to really embrace that um, and to move forward. 
But yeah, Chris is still upset about the Vanity Fair article um, because Caitlin never really addressed that. But at the same time, I think we all have to remember how many episodes were devoted to Chris mistreating Caitlin financially, yeah. emotionally. And Chris does not acknowledge that at all. In fact, when Caitlin brings up how unhappy they were, Chris said, yeah, we fought like cats and dogs for, the, for a couple of years. It wasn't a couple of years. It was a really fucking long time. Yeah. We're on season 11 of this show. What season did Caitlin move to Malibu in? Was that like nine? Yeah, I think it was nine. Okay, so that's seasons one through nine of Chris treating her like crap. Yeah. That's and there not were a couple of years. Yeah. And like those were, you know, a cup like five ish years, I think, of a twenty five year marriage. But mm-hmm. but um <laughs> it was tangible to everyone around that marriage how like the the power dynamics at hand. Like, dude, Caitlin moved out and Chris didn't notice. Do you remember? That's awful. The episode. That's awful. But the episode where Chris won't let Caitlyn use her money to buy a helicopter, one of Caitlyn's like interests, because Kate, Chris controls all of Caitlyn's finances, and then all of the Kardashian children rally around Caitlyn and kidnap Chris's five thousand dollars Chanel dress. Um, in order yep. to leverage control for Caitlyn to get access to her finances. Yes, that was all. It was terrible. It was terrible. Chris was spending thousands of dollars on shitty outfits and wouldn't let Caitlyn touch her own money. Never mind the fact that this whole, like, dynasty that she's built was off the back of all of the money that Caitlyn brought to the relationship. Granted, Chris did help her get out of a lot of debt, but that was only possible because of Caitlyn's celebrity. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she just treated Caitlyn horribly. And I can't imagine, like, building an entire life with someone, how it would feel if you left and they just didn't even notice. Yeah. Yep. You know, that's that's so sad. Like, that sounds so lonely. Why can't Chris acknowledge any of the things that she did to Caitlyn that are recorded on camera? That would be right. a place to start if you want to talk about what Caitlin said in the Vanity Fair article. Exactly, exactly. It's just the both of them being Scorpios. Chris. Being Scorpios. Yep. Yes. There you go. Um, yeah, that was that was really intense. We're gonna be seeing a lot more of this throughout the season, I'm sure. Definitely. Um, and then from there, we, well, they take a selfie together um, in which Caitlin kisses Chris's cheek. And I want to also bookmark that for future <laughs> reference as the Caitlin Chris relationship develops. Um, yeah, well, I want to make one note about that, which is so I was watching that, right? And um, there, you know, Caitlin kisses Chris's cheek. Right. And watching that, I kind of like got a sense of how they had that chemistry when they were younger. Do you know what I mean? Like I like after watching that little exchange, 
I like I got it like I've never really understood how they worked ever but like mm-hmm. after seeing that I was like oh I understand like you guys were good yeah at, at, at one point yeah. you know um but yeah that was that was interesting anyways so after that we have Kylie's birthday dinner oh wait right? do you no, remember wait no. wait I want to go back to one thing that Chris said during that conversation that was super hurtful and inappropriate what did she say? Do you remember when Chris says, and I speak for everyone when I say that we all miss Bruce? Yes. Literally. That was no terrible. One, no one has that said anything to that effect. That was terrible, especially after having seen that really great moment between Kylie and Caitlin. Yeah. When they were where they were just hanging out and like really enjoying each other's company, like I loved seeing that. Mm-hmm. I loved seeing them just be like really happy around each other. I feel like Kylie seems so just peaceful and like content when she's around Caitlyn. Yeah, and I love that. I yeah. just totally love that. I think she's like vulnerable with Caitlyn in a way that she could never be with with Chris. Mm-hmm. And it was so out of line for Chris to pull that. Anytime you ever pull the speaking on behalf of everyone move, like you're just being straight up petty and probably lying. Yep. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, it was. And especially because I think everyone at this point has given statements to the contrary that like mm-hmm. Caitlin is easier to be around. She's you know, more comfortable with herself and that, you know, has improved their relationship. No one is saying what Chris said in that scene. Yep. Even on the show, when they talk to each other about Caitlin and the situation and whatever unhappiness they're feeling about it, none of them ever say, I miss Bruce. Mm-hmm. None of them. She th- th- she was just so out of line. That was just so terrible. Yep. Um, um. And then they have that exchange. I think their next interaction is the phone call while Chris is driving about Kylie's birthday dinner. Right. I th- I thought it was phone call. No, it's phone call. Um, phone call. Caitlin's house dinner. Got it, got it. The dinner was so weird because they were both being kind of passive-aggressive, but I think Chris especially was just being super catty. Mm -hmm. And then she got drunk and was still being kind of catty, but also was, like, having a good time. It was just a weird vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think what's, what's interesting and, like, weird about their relationship and their interactions is, like, Caitlin is willing to like have some fun with the situation like Mm -hmm. the fact that they were married and you know since they've separated Caitlin is now presenting um you know as a woman um and Chris like doesn't want to go there you know what I mean and like doesn't want to kind of acknowledge inherent like absurdity or like funniness in that situation yeah which I don't know. I mean, I've never been in in a situation like that at all. So obviously, I have no idea what it's like. But I really feel like generally when you're going through something really hard, 
being able to recognize the absurdity of the that situation and like have some fun with it is kind of the only way to make it bearable. Mm-hmm. Instead, she's just wallowing (laughs) in her own, (laughs) like, miserableness. And that's the thing is, like, Chris doesn't want to make it bearable. Chris wants to make it about Chris. Yep. Um, (laughs) But Caitlin shows up after Chris makes a bunch of passive-aggressive comments about Caitlin being late. Caitlin does not give an adequate explanation for why. (laughs) She doesn't give a fuck, though. She's like, whatever. Yeah, I'm late. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she says uh, being late is a woman's prerogative <laughs> which is so true it is so real it is um, they have a really weird conversation where everyone is like Caitlin what bathroom do you use oh that was so weird that was so weird um, and then Chloe the goddamn voice of reason says she's wearing a Tom Ford dress <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they took that selfie, that famous selfie yes, with Kim. Yes, yes. Um, the parent trap selfie, yes. which was hilarious. I remember favoriting that selfie. Me too. I was really into it. Yeah, um, yeah I, that, it was a, a lot of... There was a lot going on with Chris and, and Caitlin. A lot of it made me really sad for Caitlin... Um, Mm -hmm. but some of it made me sad for Chris too, because I did get like a sense of how they worked as a couple, you know, and what they brought to the table. Um, and I do, and Caitlin has given a couple of interviews and I don't know if she still feels this way, um, where she has said that had Chris been accepting of, you know, Caitlin's gender, Caitlin would still want to be with Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like the saddest thing. Mm Mm-hmm so sad um but I, I i really do think they're done yeah yeah i don't see chris ever ever really fully accepting caitlin as a partner yeah and i mean um, she has Corey gamble now what more does she need exactly she has everyone's dream boat everyone's dream man um she couldn't do any better possibly um but caitlin- unless jonathan Cheevan is single <laughs> He is back with his on-again, off-again girlfriend, who is much younger than he is. Um, the viewers at home, the listeners at home can Google this situation. Um, there it's was some, bizarro. Some, it's bizarro. A lot of pics exist. Um, but Caitlin and Chris do leave the dinner together. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's really nothing else happening at the dinner, even though it's Kylie's party, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, but we roll right from that dinner to Kylie's, uh, like, club appearance party situation with the Ferrari from Tyga. Um, and this very much feels like introducing supporting character Tyga. And I said this to you oh, when we started so gross. when we started talking about this episode. I feel like these past few episodes have been all about introducing these new supporting male characters because Absolutely. Lamar is out, Scott's in limbo, you know, Caitlin is Rob Caitlin, is Rob is out, um, Kanye is still refusing to appear on the show. They gotta get some fresh blood in there. I gotta I wonder talk about the fact I gotta I wanna w- talk about Kylie's explanation of her relationship with Ky- with Tyga. 
she says, Tyga and I have always been friends, but now I'm a little bit older. And yeah, we're dating. I just really want to emphasize the fact that, yes, she is, in fact, a little bit older since she met Tyga when she was, like, 14. Yep. A little. A little bit older. Not much. Not a lot. Not a fair amount. Just a little bit. A couple of years. She's still a teenager. They started dating. They started dating right before her 17th birthday. Which is so fucking gross. Yeah. They met when Tyga played Kendall's Sweet Sixteen Party, and Kylie was 14. Oh, my God. And you know what's so crazy is that, like, if Tyga had a daughter who brought home some dude who was, like, an adult while she was a teenager, he'd flip the fuck out. And everyone Um, should flip the fuck out. Because that's pedophilia. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's not right. It is not right. Kylie is poor King Cairo's stepmother. That's so crazy. What's wrong with people? Also, like, Kim and Black Tyga, not Black Tyga, Kim and Black China used to hang out all the time. They used to be super tight. That's no. like that's the saddest thing is that Black China and Kim were super tight. I mean, like the saddest thing besides the fact that like Kylie is being like manipulated by this old dude. Yeah. Um, but like, I mean, if my baby daddy started dating my friend's teenage sister, I'd kind of take a step away too. I I would start hanging out with Amber Rose too. Yeah, that that was the right choice by Black China. But, mm-hmm. but, um, it is unfortunate that everyone in Kylie's life seems to be enabling this relationship. Um, it's unhealthy. There's a huge power imbalance, um, that should be raising a lot of red flags. Plus, this dude is a total deadbeat, and he is 100% using her for fame and money. Yep, absolutely. Um, when's the last time he even released a song? Um, Besides the diss track. He actually released an album this year that only sold like 2,000 copies. That is super embarrassing. Yep. Yikes. So Uh, he is not going to close on that $20 million house that he has been trying to buy for like several months. (laughs) What a lame-o. Have you Um, seen the video that Kylie posted on her app where she like gives a tour of her living room and there's a framed photo of Tyga's mugshot and she just like glosses over it. <laughs> that is something that only the truly wealthy can get away with. Yep. But I think Chris also has a framed photo of Chloe's mugshot. <laughs> Yikes. Um so yep. speaking of wealthy people, speaking of, of money which is power. This is a terrible transition. We've got some power rankings to get to. <laughs> Should we? Let's start um, at the top. There are some obvious winners this week. Yes, absolutely. You want to get us started? We do. Um, coming in at number one, dethroning the pregnant princess, is Kylie <laughs> Jenner. 
Um, it is her birthday. She does not give a fuck about this drama between her parents. She's inviting neither of them to her true birthday party. She's throwing a decoy birthday dinner to throw them off of the scent. She lives in her own house. She doesn't... <laughs> She doesn't care if her mom knows when she's graduating high school or if she's graduating high school. Kylie is winning this week. I just want to ask the question, when when did Chris think, or like how did Chris think that Kylie had the time to go to college? Not just go to college, but like graduate from college. (laughs) When When did she think Kylie was going to the, like did she think Kylie was enrolled in like, online college like I don't understand yeah did she think that there was like a celebrity homeschool equivalent of college wow wow um anyways coming in after Kylie on the power rankings we have no surprise the pregnant princess Kim Kardashian she's still prego still powerful as fuck still calling all the shots still taking over Chris's house and for that I love her forever (laughs) coming in under Kim this week is Caitlyn who does not give a fuck about social niceties does not care about being on time to her uh, youngest daughter's 18th birthday dinner um, and doesn't give a fuck about showing up looking better than her ex-wife. Truly, truly. Um, you know, not quite at the level where she's taking over houses and throwing decoy birthday dinners, but she's up there on the doesn't give a fuck scale. She's holding her own. She's holding her own for sure. Uh, coming in after Caitlyn at number four, we've got Chloe. Um, she is moving forward with the divorce, which is super tough, takes a lot of strength, but she's definitely being low key as fuck. Um, so that's, that's why she's like up there, but really more towards the middle. Coming in under Chloe is Kendall doing a charitable guest appearance this week to scold Kylie for buying clothes that she doesn't know how to wear. Exactly. Um... I also, I don't buy that Kylie didn't know how to wear whatever the hell that was. I just really don't think that Kylie was listening to Kendall at all. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that they have this, like, this is a, the thing that like Kendall does. Like, she goes into your home and scolds you about the way you choose to live your life. And that's, like, just her thing. And Kylie is so used to it, she just, like, tunes it out. This is what Kendall picked up from Kris Jenner. Exactly. We also... Uh, come- I've not talked about that weird conversation that they have. About the poop. (laughs) Yeah, but I got to tell you, the thing is, though, I can totally tell when my brothers have to take a poop. (laughs) Like, that was very real. I was like, yeah, no, wait, yeah. Like, I can totally tell whenever we're in public and they get this certain face, I'm like, you need to find a bathroom and you don't like to poop in public. Guess we're going home. It's totally a thing. I it was kind of it was kind of heartwarming. I kind of liked it, you know. It was like my sweet. brother and I don't have that. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't relate. Well, you just need to watch your brother more closely, I guess. Um, I but yeah, coming in after Kendall, <laughs> we've got coming in after Kendall, but hopefully not after Kendall has used the bathroom. Is Courtney? <laughs> Courtney literally does nothing in this episode. She's so boring. I see I've always had like been of the opinion that Courtney is super boring and like pointless but this season like she has really grown on me 
But in this episode, she's really just back to being boring, useless Courtney. And I just want, I want, I want Courtney from the last episode back for episode five. I love the, like, Courtney's mode of don't give a fuck. Like, she doesn't give a fuck enough that she is willing to agree to appear on camera a bunch and then not generate any reason for her to be on camera. You know what I mean? Like, she gave Chris a commitment where she's like, okay, I will be on camera for 20 hours this week, and then (laughs) the filming crew shows up to her house, and she gives them nothing. I love that. You know what? I've never thought of it that way, and having, like, considered it now for the last two seconds... I really get where you're coming from, and it kind of kind of makes me like Courtney a little bit more, right? I'm feeling that. Right? I like that the 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 rebel without a cause attitude. She's like the bender from the Breakfast Club of the mm-hmm. Kardashian family. I think so. Um, but yeah, so who do we have after Courtney? Ruling the house of pettiness once again, Kris Jenner. <laughs> um, just continuing that same pattern of behaviors. Um, everything is about her. She wants to throw loud, rambunctious parties in the Hidden Hills with her middle-aged friends, but she is prevented from doing so because her two-year-old granddaughter is living with her boohoo, Chris Jenner. She, let's just talk, let's, okay, let's address the fact that she lives in, like, probably a 10,000-square-foot home. Mm-hmm. She lives in a museum. She probably paid a shit ton of money to get her walls super soundproof if she's really that irritated by the fact that her granddaughter is taking a nap her two-year-old granddaughter okay toddlers need naps like to survive if it's really that irritating to chris she could just shut herself in her office bathroom and not hear peep and have some me time I don't understand what Chris is bitching about. She exactly. has enough space in that house for, like, seven families. But who is coming in under Chris this week? Oh, boy. My favorite. My man. Love of my life. Mr. Jonathan Q. Chibin. I don't know if his middle name starts with a Q, but it's the most useless <laughs> letter. So I'm putting it in between his first and last name names. Um, he's in this episode announcing to everyone that he has Yeezys in case anyone forgot that he knows Kanye West. He's up there kissing Chris's ass, probably because Kim told him to. She was probably like, Jonathan, you're giving me a rash. I need a break. Go suck on my mom's butthole. And he was like, yes, yes, gladly. And he did it. And that's the only reason he was in this episode. He was useless as always. I couldn't take it. But you know what? He wasn't the most useless person in this episode. Do you want to share who was? I do. I do. (laughs) The team MVP, the MVP of the resting bench, Corey Gamble. LVP. LVP. (laughs) The LVP, Corey Gamble. Can't deliver a line, can't keep his narrative straight, cannot support the woman who signs his paychecks. (laughs) I'm imagining Chris and Corey listening to this right now, right? And Chris or Corey turning to Chris and saying, what's LVP? And her saying, shh, it's Louis Vuitton player. Just shh, it's Louis Vuitton. And him being like, oh, yeah, I really like that. 
That's how I'm imagining that play out. Oh, God. Yeah. He's useless. He's a bad actor. He's an even worse boyfriend. That's all there is to be said about Corey. I'm sure we'll find more to say next week, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was this week's Power Rankings. Can't wait to figure out who comes out on top next week. We should start... Highlight of my week. We should start assigning points and at the end of the season, aggregate everything. Ooh, that's a really good idea. Like, um, I like that. Let's discuss that more later. Let's. I, I like this idea. Yeah. I, I want to specify that I did not say that to rip off Jezebel's Kardashian-Jenner fantasy draft, which is also <laughs> incredible. And I think if you're a fan of this podcast, you should also be checking out that feature. It is hilarious. 100%. Um, what was your favorite moment from this episode? <sighs> It's really moments. Um, it's Chris Jenner's yes. various regrets. Um, you know, yes. she comes in and she says, in hindsight, I regret. Or, you know, Caitlin should have been invited to her daughter's graduation party. When just <laughs> the episode prior, she she had very soundly decided not to invite Caitlin. And despite everyone else's protests, was not going to be talked into inviting Caitlin or telling <laughs> Caitlin that she wasn't invited. Um, there's also that moment where she's talking with Kim about her pregnancy and she says, you just have to remember that you're creating a life. And in the episode prior, Chris was all about shaming Kim for her eating choices as she carries and creates a life within her. Absolutely. Um, I also had, I had moments, favorite moments from this episode, one of which was a Chris moment. And it was when she tells Caitlin that she just felt really thrown under the bridge, <laughs> which was mixing like a hundred different metaphors. The sentence she said literally meant nothing. Apparently this is a hereditary issue in that family. Thrown under the bridge is not a saying. It is not a saying. It means nothing. What you meant to say was one of a few things. Maybe thrown under the bus, thrown over the bridge, or maybe you thought water under the bridge was really something that meant like a lot of really shitty stuff welling up over the bridge and drowning you <laughs> in your own self-pity. None of them are thrown under the bridge because that's not a thing that exists. Um, but my other favorite moment was Kim taking over the foyer with Pure Bar. A couple things about that. Number one, I understand wanting to do Pure Bar. I understand wanting to do it in the comfort of your own home while you are heavily pregnant and heavily famous and also heavily wealthy. I get that. But why, tell me why, you need five, like, pure bar instructors there, like, extras there for your pure bar class, your private pure bar class. And why does it have to be in the foyer? This is a 50 billion square foot home. I'm just going to bump that number up every time I reference it. This is a 60 billion square foot home. It has, like... A trillion rooms there is a backyard there is an entire garage you've taken over you can choose any of the like four rooms that you've taken over why choose the foyer i mean i know why but also why also you know why doesn't that house have a gym 
that house does have a gym. There's probably a 24-hour fitness in the basement and then another one on the third floor. Which you have to use Yeezys to get up to. You have to put the little Yeezy in some, like, footprint reader. And then it lets you upstairs. There's definitely a full gym in that home. I get it. It's for the show. But, like, Kim, think this through. Just think it through. It really... I... I think that they have only set up for filming in five rooms of the 20,000 in that house. They have the foyer, yes. they have Chris's bathroom, they have the kitchen, they sometimes set up in the pool house, not always. That's you it. You know what? The other rooms is probably where they store, like, the scalps of their enemies. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Mickey Hilton, I'm looking at you. <laughs> so true. Um, any final thoughts on this episode? God, just so much happened. So much happened. And yeah, I'm scroll- you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I can't even get a handle on everything that happened. Um, one big question I have, is Corey living at Chris's house? That was unclear to me. Yeah, unclear to me as well. I guess we'll see. Um, did you happen to watch the promo for next week? No, I didn't. You know what? Neither did I. And I almost <laughs> always watch them. But this week, for some reason, I just I couldn't be bothered. I think I was just too exhausted by how much was happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, my other question moving forward is, who is the next supporting male character going to be? Will it be James Harden, who is introduced in name only in this episode? That's a great question. I guess we'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this season goes. I hope we... I I know it's going to be a heavy season because it was a heavy summer for them. Mm -hmm. But I I do hope we get some more of those lighthearted shenanigans that we got last week. Um, Absolutely. But yeah. So, Ashley, plug it in. (laughs) Do you remember those commercials? Plug it in, plug it in. Yes, I do. Oh, my God. Love those. Um, Anyways, what do you got for us? I have a couple of things. Um, I am still hosting a Twin Peaks podcast called Twin Peaks Speaks with Matthew Olson. Shit is still getting weird as fuck. We're in the weeds of those weird episodes where David Lynch is not at the reins. No one is at the wheel. It is careening off course. I don't care about anything that is happening. Um, But we're making it work. Honestly, these are the funniest episodes we've ever done. If you find (laughs) me funny at all. Um, I also host a podcast called Yeah, I've Seen That um, with Sandra Deanda. I believe we are going to be talking about Room um, in our next episode. Room, the 2015 film that does not have an article in the title. Not to be confused with The Room, a 2003 (laughs) film uh, that you probably all know. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at Ashley Brandt. What do you Tight. have to plug? Um, I'm on Twitter at Tay Grand. Like I say, every other week, I'm always at work. That's it. I feel like I'm going to start saying this every week. Um, that's like just going to be my thing. Like, even if Will Smith like tweets me and he's like, hey, be in my movie. Like, I'm never going to plug that. I'm just going to say every week, I'm always at work. That's all I do. Because that's how I feel. 
Um, you're gonna yeah, like so catch me get, on Twitter. <laughs> you're gonna like get into the industry and be making like public appearances and still be on this podcast saying I'm always at work. Exactly, exactly. I'm just always there developing sales all the time. All right. Um, yeah, no, that's it. Find me on Twitter. Find me on Friendster. Same URL. I'm there. I'm everywhere. I'm also on the Jimmy Fit- Jimmy Smith's fan page. I'm the only one there. Go ahead and keep me company, but only if you love Jimmy as much as I do. Um, but until then... Don't be fucking rude. <laughs>